Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back. So after a little bit of a heavy topic last week talking about anxiety, I figured that we should raise the vibe this week, and so today is going to be a little bit of fun for you. We are going to be talking about the age-old question, can you build a business without social media? Answer, no. Follow me for more hot tips, and the podcast is over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So actually, the question is pretty valid, and here is why I've been thinking about it lately. So first of all, um, a member of the She Built This VIP group recently quit social media, like 100% completely quit. She's off everything, except I guess she's still on Clubhouse, but I don't know technically if that counts. I don't really know. Um, So I'm a little bit jealous of her. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, I wish I could do that. Because probably like you, I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with social media, as I'm sure all of us do. And I've been really like reflecting and thinking about it lately and whether or not, like, is it really necessary for me to be on social media? Now, I will say that a lot of this has happened during the pandemic. Um, I feel like social media has gotten to like a whole new level during the pandemic. Um, I know speaking just for She Built This and my content writing business alone, it's it's really the pandemic um, has really forced me to conduct all of my marketing efforts online, whereas before I was able to do a lot of out and about networking and meeting and greeting and that kind of thing. So when I want to connect with people in a deeper way, um, I've been using my groups and this is how what I've been what I've been using. So when I Um, at the beginning of 2020, I went to a conference on social media marketing and I like my eyeballs about bulged out of my head when I went to this awesome session on Facebook groups. I saw so much potential in creating our communities this way and it, it just felt like something really right that Facebook was doing. So during this whole COVID experience, um, at the beginning, it was kind of like in the group, it was like we were all band together and we were in this together and it was a really safe and cozy place. And I feel like a lot of people were willing to just kind of chip in and help one another through what they were pivoting and how they were changing and things. And it was really fun. Like it felt very fun and lighthearted. It felt like a lighthearted place to be. And there was a lot of like deep stuff happening, but I think that people kind of went to social media to sort of find a little humor and a little relief from those things, if that makes sense. Um, At least in like, here's the other thing, which we'll get into a little bit later, like this is my mirror, social media kind of like mirrors what I tell it to give me. So I could have been just giving it those things to tell me. Um, But that's just sort of the feel I had at the beginning of all of this. And in the She Built This group, we were bringing in a lot of guests and, and like going live and bringing the group into other formats as well, like on Zoom and running uh, Zoom events. And then I had a few things in person outside last summer as it was um, when it was safe to do that when we could all like sit far apart and stuff. So as it went on, 
what I saw is that people were getting really, really burned out like big time from social media and all of these online events. And it's just like you're being oversaturated with like being marketed to and here's all the things you're doing wrong. Here's all the way to build a six-figure business. Like here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. It was really overwhelming. And I feel like we kind of all got to the point where like, wow, we don't want this anymore. Like can we unsign up now, please? Um, it also sort of became a little bit more of a uh, tense place to, especially a scary place to have opinions and conversations because you're you're just out there in the open. And even in um, the larger, she built this community, not the VIP group, but the larger one, it was, I was seeing a lot of conversations that were happening in Facebook comments that probably shouldn't be happening in Facebook comments. Um, I think people are just feeling really frustrated right now and charged and angry, and it makes social media kind of a tough place to spend your time sometimes. So that all happened and, and like has been kind of shaking out this past year. And then I created the, she built this VIP group, which in my mind, it's an even smaller, safer spot for people to share and connect. And then they can also increase their marketing visibility to the larger group. However, it's decidedly definitely still social media. So there's kind of thus far in this community, I have not been able to create it in the same kind of way off of social media. Um, I also made the decision this year to actually like show up in my own business on social media. So that sort of added on another layer of things and another layer of things really that I was kind of like, am I sharing this right? Am I doing this right? You know, just another layer of that kind of like social media stress, we'll call it. So social media, it's like the Jekyll and Hyde of marketing yourself because it's really great and it's awesome for building connections. But at the same time, it comes with a little bit of baggage. If you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, May 26, um, I'm actually on the More Than Capable Mompreneur podcast today with Shannon Baker. And we're talking about the community building aspect of social media. So Really quick, let's just like run down the pros and cons and then we'll talk about whether or not we need it. And for the purpose of ending with the positive, because I like to do that, we're going to start with the cons. Cons of social media. It's a time suck. You need to stay committed and be consistent. It's not like a one and done. There's no instant results. The platforms change very fast. Um, it's kind of addictive it's watching you. It's not the best place for a lot of conversations to take place. You can make really big mistakes in front of lots and lots of people because you're on display for everyone. And in some cases, it has also been shown to affect people's moods. The pros of social media, community building, it's great for community building. It's great for spying on people that you knew in college and don't talk to anymore. I love it for that. I love to see what they're having for dinner. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's great for showing everyone how cute my dog is. It's really great for reaching a larger, more broad audience. And in some case, even targeting who those exact people are if you know your client and you use ads. Um, it's low cost. It In some cases, it's entirely free marketing. Lots and lots and lots of people are on it. That's an actual stat. It's very effective because so many people are on it and because so many of your ideal people are on it. And if you have your message in the right way, it's extremely effective. 
Everything is happening in real time, which makes it a really great marketing research tool to help to get to know your customers and have those conversations. It also helps you to build your brand and build brand loyalty and show that you're an expert by sharing a variety of content in a variety of ways across multiple platforms. It's also great for introverts because they don't need to make as much human contact. So beyond marketing, I also find that it's just really good for considering different viewpoints, opening up conversations, and seeing things in a new way, which is, for me, that's a lot of pros. But surely those things could be accomplished in other ways, right? So do we really need social media? Well, you might not need it if your people are not on social media, (laughs) Now, this is kind of actually, I'm going to like go ahead and contradict myself here because let's say you own a sandblasting company, right? And the guy who owns the dump trucks that you clean, he's not on social media. No way. He swore it off. But I bet you his wife is on social media. And maybe his wife is the one who's making suggestions when he's feeling frustrated because he came home and his current sandblaster guy sucks. And she says, you know, honey, I know that Sally's husband is a sandblaster because I saw a post that Sally made on social media. Why don't you give him a call? The dump truck owner could probably have just Googled it and found Sally's husband who is a sandblaster, but maybe it's because Sally's husband gets maybe he gets a little she gets a little extra brownie points because now it's a personal connection did you follow all that that might have been really confusing anyway we don't need to talk about sandblasting (laughs) um with my mattress store we didn't really use social media all that much like we did a little bit but I didn't really worry about it very much because I didn't think it was where my people were hanging out that's what I thought and that's what I told myself but I guarantee you that the people who checked out our website also probably checked out our social media to make sure we were still in business and to make sure, you know, that people like to see the pictures before going into someplace. Like I really like to see every last photo of what I'm getting myself into before I go into a store. And so usually I'll check out their social media page, Um, especially if it's a restaurant. So I would be kidding myself if I said to myself that those people weren't on social media. And chances are, If they weren't, someone that reached my ideal client would be on social media. So so yeah, I was probably kind of kidding myself and you probably are kind of kidding yourself if you are telling yourself that your people are not on social media because chances are either they are or someone very closely connected to your ideal client is. Um, So we had a really slow growth, but it was because we didn't do a lot of social media. We did instead a lot of print advertising, networking, meetings, basically whatever I could physically go to. Um, And we kind of grew our business that way through print and trade shows and having good SEO. But was I as busy as I wanted to be? Probably not. No, I was not. So I would say that's a great question to ask yourself. Are you as busy as you want to be? Because if you want to grow your business in today's day and age, social media is probably a good choice for your business. Maybe you have a huge wrap that you can put on a bunch of vehicles and drive them around constantly, do a lot of really, really effective flyers or door-to-door marketing or grassroots marketing, or be constantly on the go networking your brains out, then you might not need it. You might not need it if your word of mouth referrals are like through the roof, or if your website is a lead magnet machine. I would say you might not need it if you have like this amazing podcast with millions of listeners or YouTube, but I consider 
YouTube sort of to be like social media. And if you're just starting out a podcast or YouTube channel, you need to advertise it somewhere because I promise you that YouTube and Apple iTunes do not do that for you. And calling all your friends and telling them to listen might work, but I don't know about you. My friends don't really answer their phones. So um, anyway, so the only other real reason I could think of that that would get you out of it is if you have this like amazingly impeccable email list and they are so engaged and you just get sales from email marketing alone. Like Ann Taylor Loft, they might not need social media. I mean, they do a pretty good job with getting me to buy things when they send out an email. Um, Again, though, most people are using their social media to build that email list, which is not always the case. If you're a chocolate company or a mattress store, you might be building that email list from your customer base. And like if it's chocolates, for example, or Ann Taylor, the people tend to be repeat shoppers. So that might work. Ann Taylor, however, still has a social media presence. So the chances are high that you probably right now in your business do need social media. With my current business, my content writing business, a lot of my clients came from my previous business and kind of trickled through word of mouth that way. And I think almost everyone I can trace back to at least um, having some sort of communication or interaction with them on social media prior to them being my client. And almost everyone on my client list, I think I can connect back to She Built This or some other social media connection that took place through that, which is actually a really fun activity um, for you service-based entrepreneurs. You can take your clients and connect the dots back to find their origin. You're definitely going to want to like do that on a day when you have nothing else going on though, because it seems like that could take a while, but I think I might do it. Sounds fun. So honestly, I mean, that's what it has come down to for me. The She Built This community has been a really, really big game changer for me and my own business, not just the Facebook group, but also going to events and meeting people that way, peer groups, coffee dates with people through the group. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably need it. And if you don't need it, you your business can probably at least benefit greatly from it and grow. And as much as we either love it or hate it, it's around to stay a little bit longer. So when we're annoyed with social media and we're drained by it and we just want to delete all of our accounts and run away, how can we use it more wisely so that we are actually using social media as a tool and it's not using us, which is prone to happen if we let it. So I'm going to give you just seven really basic and simple tips. Number one, time blocking. Try, if you can, to block out time to engage on social media. You don't need to be on it. Even if you have a business presence, you don't need to be on it 24-7. And actually, like I think when people are constantly engaging, um, not only is it taking them away from money and other and the work that generates money, but it also, they're not fully present when they're interacting with it in that way. So what I like to do, and and you can tailor this to what works for you, but I like to block out one or two times a day that I check in and engage really intentionally and mindfully. I won't even hit that notifications button if I don't have a chance to like create something thoughtful in response to something that is a comment or a reply. So 
that's just my own personal boundary. Um, I was really, really good about this for like three months. And then I slipped a little in April. So I'm getting lax, but I'm also getting back on the wagon in June. I'm going to de- I'm going to do this. Um, I also think it's very helpful if you take some time once in a while to detox, you know, like take a couple days where you're not needing to announce it. You don't need to get fancy. Just schedule out your business posts, turn your phone off. It's magic. It feels great. And I think that takes a lot of the negativity away from social media in the first place, because a lot of times we wake up, it's like the first thing we do or grab and something can kind of ruin your day right out of the gate, but you have the power to not let it do that. And you also have the power to put boundaries on when you want to be using it. Okay, tip number two is really simple. It's just turn off notifications, um, remove apps from your phone. If you're not managing social media for someone else or using it for your business, you can usually just kind of like remove the apps that bother you from your phone. There's so many apps. You don't need them all. You don't need things pinging at you and reminding you to reply. That red alert that shows you how many notifications you have, it's like intentionally designed to lure you in. And all of these apps are created with your dopamine receptors in mind. So the more time you spend on the app, dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit. Just don't give it that power. Delete the app blessed release. Um, I do have Facebook and Instagram on my phone because I run She Built This and I like to make sure that if something goes red alert that I'm there for it. Um, And the clients that I manage, same thing for them as well. But I do not have push notifications. So I don't actually see and I don't have them for my email either. I don't see anything until I sign into the app. And it's only then that I can see my notifications. And I don't like to check my Facebook notifications from my phone. It's just kind of like a rule because I like to be like sitting down and present when I'm doing that. So that's just my own personal boundary. And then I don't have anything else. Like I don't have LinkedIn. I don't know what else there is, but I only have those two things. And that's, that's, of course, going to be specific to you and your preferences and what you feel overwhelmed and comfortable with, but that's what works for me. Tip number three, unfollowing and unliking negative people. Social media gives you what you like. I mean, I mean that in a proverbial way. So the things you give that blue thumbs up to and your hearts to and spend a few more seconds looking at than normal, giving it your attention, it kind of keeps feeding you that stuff. So you have the, you have control, really. You can tell it what you want, what you don't want. You can like things only when you really, really like them, love them only when you really, really love them and unfollow the people that are bringing you down or people complaining about this, that, and the other things, or people just not they're providing value for you. You know, you get to choose what you let in. And when it comes to like differing viewpoints or negativity or things that might trigger you, you can also just change your mindset and use it more as a chance to dig deeper and and approach it curiously rather than internalizing it or letting it affect you. Um, number four is change your mindset. 
if you can, if it's at all possible, it's important to shift your thinking about social media, not being a have to, but a get to. You know, it's a tool. Like I said, it's helpful. It's a powerful thing for your business and it can really help you to grow. It can help you to build connections. You know, like this is how I became business besties with someone. (laughs) Um, You can show yourself in the expert in your industry and you can reach new clients and customers. You get to use it. You don't have to do anything except brush your teeth. You need to brush your teeth, but you can shift your mindset. And I would say if you're not in a place where you are feeling that one day, just don't use it. Get off it or do what you got to do and then get off, you know, like don't let, don't feel, let make social media feel like a have to. Okay, tip number five is have a content plan and a strategy that lights you up and makes you feel good. And if you're struggling in that area, that is totally something I love to help people with. But you can create a content plan that really makes you feel amazing and not like a drag. What does that even mean? It means creating things that inspire you, things that serve your audience, things that get people excited about the work you do and also get you excited about the work that you do. And, you know, bonus points, if you can have a little fun or be funny or show off your personality, I think that we can use it when we're creating content to kind of like fuel our creativity even more. Remember, you don't have to share anything. You get to choose what it looks like for you. And again, if you need help strategizing or brainstorming, if like what to share is a problem for you and something you bump into, I can totally help you with this. It is my jam. Tip number six, connect with people in other ways too. Don't just hide behind your screen. Make sure that like you're not just existing on social media because you can actually live life in the real world too. You know, step out from your computer, go to a networking event, meet people for coffee, take your clients to lunch. This is all becoming like actually feasible again, which is lovely, but this is a hard one for me because I love me, my cozy home time, and I could sit back and create like content all day long, but it's really different and there is so much power in connecting in person with people. And like I said, praise be, it's beginning to happen again. (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to a VIP, she built this lunch in the park today and just could not be more thrilled despite the fact that I'm a hermit. Uh, Tip number seven, do not overcommit. Don't try to do all the things at once because this is going to lead you to getting burnt out, overwhelmed, and all the consistency that you're striving for is just going to like go down the tubes. So pick a number of platforms that you can like really reasonably show up on. Platforms you know how to use and you feel comfortable with them. Or get help so that you feel comfortable with them. And if you need resources for that, I can uh, point you in the right direction. But start there. Be consistent. Build your audience and and connections genuinely. Like you don't need to post 10 times a week. You don't need to build this content strategy that is, you know, constantly pushing out new stuff. You can build something that works for you and your business and that you can actually reasonably keep up with. If you feel like that's just something that you can't keep up with at all, you can also outsource, which by the way, outsourcing does not count as being off of social media. Um, There's like some crazy stuff happening with Facebook pages lately. And I feel like if you're outsourcing, you need to also remember to show up as yourself in many places too, not just as your business. Um, One of the best places 
to commit to doing that is in groups. Facebook groups are really taking the cake, like algorithm-wise, and you can get a lot of exposure if you participate and use the group well and wisely. I need to learn from this too, because I'm in other groups that I don't always take full advantage of. And actually, one thing I had someone do for me recently, and I highly recommend this, is to just go through all the groups that I'm part of that I'm not interacting with or engaged or or interested in what is being offered and leave. You know, the ones you don't have time to show up in fully, don't be there as just another stat or a number. Take into consideration your whole plan, what you can commit to, soup to nuts, email marketing to events, to speaking opportunities, to social media, and create a plan with all of that in mind that works for you. When you, are con- when you aren't overcommitting, you're able to be consistent without getting burnt out or overwhelmed. So I hope I didn't bring you down in showing you that you probably, in fact, do need social media for your business, but I also hope that I helped you to see the good side of it and show that you really have control and you can make it a whole lot better and more fun for yourself and have fun. You know, like we should be having a little bit of fun here. Um, A lot of the hate part of this love-hate relationship, it really just comes down to having better boundaries, unfollowing stuff that isn't doing it for you anymore, and not overcommitting to what you're what you're posting and where you're engaging. I can't wait to hear which of these tips you might want to start getting more serious about if your perspective changed at all. Um, And if in fact, prior to this, maybe you were feeling a little bit over social media and what some of the remedies that you've used for yourself to help with that. So I will see you next week. I hope you have a lovely week. We're about to enter the month of June, which I'm super duper excited about for, I'll tell you next week why, but I'm just so thrilled for June. Um, And thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this journey. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org. 